Support for Kansas City Today comes from Cleveland University, Kansas City. From its roots as a chiropractic college to new degree programs in health sciences, CUKC is educating healthcare professionals focused on next-level health. Learn more at cleveland.edu slash impact. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Ujia dean Today is Thursday, September 1st. Coming up, how one former teacher became a board member at the Park Hill School District. You know, I mean, yeah, I'll still have some some parents that probably won't be happy with all the choices or decisions that I make or we make as a school board, because it's not just me, right? It's seven of us. So, like, I get one vote. Plus, sex workers say they're experts at navigating Missouri's abortion ban because they usually walk a fine legal line in their work. Sex workers offer a beacon of, of wisdom, guidance, and hope in a post-Roe world. We'll hear how Missouri sex workers are coming together to help people get abortions in Illinois. But first, some headlines. The Missouri legislature has pushed back next week's special session to debate Governor Mike Parson's proposed income tax cut. KCUR's Carlos Moreno has more. Parson called for eliminating the bottom income tax bracket and reducing the top tax rate amounting to a $700 million tax cut. He originally called for the special session to take place after Labor Day, but lawmakers agreed to reconvene instead the second full week of September when they were already planning to hold a scheduled veto session. Senate Majority Leader Caleb Rowden says more time was needed to examine the specifics of Parson's tax cut proposal. Today, Kansas will join more than 30 other states that offer some form of legalized sports betting. People will be able to gamble online through casino apps, and in-person sportsbook betting will eventually be available at casinos. Sean Green is a longtime better and host of the sports gambling podcast produced in Los Angeles. He says fans should approach sports betting as entertainment. They should use tools to set betting limits and never pay for betting advice. People sometimes get in with the mindset of like, oh, this is going to be a part-time job and, uh, you know, I'm going to make all this money. It's like just come in with also realistic expectations. While people can place bets through online apps, they still need to be in Kansas to do so. Up until recently, even Henry Perry's own granddaughter didn't even know how critical he was in creating the culinary institution of Kansas City Barbecue. He just wasn't talked about. It was just known that he was the barbecue king. Join me, Suzanne Hogan, host of the podcast, A People's History of Kansas City, for a behind-the-scenes look of our barbecue episode, Thursday, September 1st. Tickets at kcur.org slash events. Sharika Barnes quit teaching more than 10 years ago, but when the pandemic made a chronic teacher shortage worse, her friends begged her to return. KCUR's Jody Fortino has this profile of a former teacher who decided to return to education, but not in the classroom. Sharika Barnes says it's been a rough couple of years for the Park Hill School District. She's been close to the district for 30 years now, first as a student herself, and then as a mother of two recent graduates. I just was getting frustrated. We were on the news a lot. I would listen, hear my daughter's friends talk about, like, from their younger siblings, like how they still felt a lot of the same anguish and disappointed that I felt when I was 16. During her time as a student, a teacher rejected her from a play because she said the school couldn't deal with the controversy of a black girl kissing a white boy on stage. And I was like, what? And that was very eye-opening to me because that was the first time, I mean, I, I know I'm a person of color, but I mean, that was the first time that someone had told me based on my skin color that I was not able to do something. Eventually, Barnes found herself in education 
After a divorce, she had two kids under the age of three. And daycare is expensive. So she started teaching at her daughter's Montessori schools. But changing administration, lack of support, and parents being uninvolved or too involved eventually took its toll. And she left the profession after a decade. While she says she loved the kids, she needed to love herself more. I didn't want to be evil or cranky, you know, like the cranky teachers that you see on the movies. I didn't want to, to take that out on the students because I wanted to be true to myself. It's been 12 years since Barnes has worked in education. But during the pandemic, her teacher friends begged her to return as they faced a chronic staffing shortage. But Barnes says she was aware of the hostile emails from upset parents as they scrambled to online learning. She knew she couldn't stomach the atmosphere. I don't know if I would feel in my heart that I would be like, okay, I'm doing this for the kids, yay! My God, and then I'd be like, why are they so mean? But after recent incidents in which students circulated a petition to bring back slavery and the fallout from a teacher repeating a racial slur, Barnes felt a calling to do something to improve the district. So she decided to run for school board. She was elected in April, making her just the second black person on the board. You know, I mean, yeah, I'll still have some some parents that probably won't be happy with all the choices or decisions that I make or we make as a school board, because it's not just me, right? It's seven of us. So, like, I get one vote. When it came to her own daughters, she wanted to make sure that they stayed true to themselves. And they are. After graduating from the Park Hill School District, her youngest, Avion, is in college studying to be a doctor. Her oldest, Ariana, is at Park University studying psychology and sociology. While grabbing a quick treat at Fitty's Espresso during a break from packing for school, Avion says she can tell their mom anything. She's literally my best friend. Like when I go to college, we have like an hour or two phone calls every single day talking about like anything. Her daughters say their mother is the kind of person they would have liked on the board when they were in the school district. Brandy Woodley is the Park Hill board's first black member. She was elected just last year. She's become Barnes' mentor, who she says brings an important range of experiences to the board. She was the student in the district. I didn't have that. And having children in the district, so she has that experience. And she's a single mom, which, you know, I think that was a great, another avenue of representation that we have on the board. One of the things Barnes says she is still adjusting to is the glare of the spotlight as she appears on TV and talks to leaders, like the mayor or representatives of Congress. I'm just a regular, you know, single mom with two college students who just wanted better for kids. But when she does get a rare break from juggling her two daughters, the school board, and her job in healthcare, she loves a good book. She says it's the former teacher in her, but her favorite thing to do is a lot simpler. Sometimes just sitting out on the deck, having some breeze and drinking some sweet tea, that is like a great downtime for me. <laughs> Considering I don't get that very often, that's like my highlight. <laughs> As a new school year starts, Barnes says she's most excited to get to work on the district's diversity plan. So it may be a while before she can relax on her deck. For KCUR 89.3, I'm Jody Fortino. After the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, Missouri banned nearly all abortions. Now, abortion rights advocates say grassroots groups are essential to helping people access abortion services. St. Louis Public Radio's Farrah Anderson reports sex workers in Missouri are mobilizing to help each other access out-of-state abortions. Abortion rights advocates have an arsenal of tactics to fight back against state abortion bans. Lobbying, raising money, encouraging voters to back candidates who support access to abortion, and setting up abortion funds. 
but their most powerful weapon might be an army, local grassroots groups. Maggie Olivia works with Pro-Choice Missouri, the largest abortion rights organization in the state. Olivia says local groups are essential to helping people who need abortion to get them because they're in touch with the community and know what challenges they're facing. It's going to be these grassroots groups on the ground who are going to be the folks that will be there to serve people when the state has let them down and cannot meet their needs. And one unlikely group is leading the charge to protect abortion in Missouri. The MoHo Justice Coalition is a statewide organization of sex workers who advocate to decriminalize and destigmatize sex work in Missouri. The coalition is creating an abortion fund to help other sex workers in Missouri pay for the costs of an abortion in Illinois. On one blazing Friday afternoon, volunteers set up tents and card tables on a busy corner of Wellston, a municipality in North St. Louis County. Sex workers Miani Hickman and another, who goes by the name Esmeralda, fill bags with condoms, pregnancy tests, and emergency contraception, which people are happily surprised to find. Do you want some condoms too? Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah. Oops, yeah. There you go. Esmeralda, who joined the coalition this year, has had two abortions. She says she wants others to have the same access to care. Knowing that I had that option and how difficult was at those moments in my life and knowing now that a lot of like people um not they don't have the option that I had and it put me in a position of like I need to do something about this. Esmeralda says she began sex work during the pandemic to make ends meet. She says access to abortion is critical for sex workers because pregnancy could be a part of the job. Sex work is with our own bodies and um We're always in the verge of, like, you know, getting pregnant or getting an STD. Indigo Han, MoHo's co-founder, says everyone who is advocating for abortion protection is ultimately fighting for the same thing. Because at the end of the day, what we are all advocating for is for people to be able to be in charge of what they do with their bodies. Han says those working to protect abortion access could look to sex workers for help. Sex workers are not only an insight into the playbook of reactionary policies and what they might target next, but also what are ways of finding solutions. Now, Han says the community is ready to lead the fight for abortion rights. Sex workers offer a beacon of, of wisdom, guidance, and hope in a post-Row world. That's because they've long had to walk a fine legal line. Heather Berg is a professor in Women, Gender, and Sexuality Studies at Washington University who studies sex work. She says old laws that make it illegal to transport sex workers and new ones that shut down websites where sex workers advertise make the work risky and could be used as a template for laws that make it illegal to help someone get an abortion in another state. She says the workers are experts in staying safe and navigating new abortion restrictions throughout the country. Sex workers always warn with policing and surveillance policy that they won't be the last ones, that they're canaries in the coal mine. Now, they say everyone affected by restrictions to bodily autonomy needs to join the fight. I'm Farah Anderson, St. Louis Public Radio. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. 
This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin, Byron Love, and KCUR Studios. It's edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read Farah's story about abortion access and Jody's story about Sharika Barnes, visit kcur.org, where you can find more local news from Kansas City's NPR station. Tomorrow, Missouri's Secretary of State will tell us how the state's controversial new voter ID law works. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon. Kansas City Today keeps our communities informed. So does KCUR's daily news email, The Early Bird. It delivers the top headlines of the day right to your inbox every weekday at 6 a.m. You can subscribe at kcur.org slash early bird.